Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft. The world is full of unseen forces. Let me be your guide as we lift the veil and peer into the face of the unknown. This is the major as well. Your one-on-one guide to all things witchcraft and spiritual. Hey Majors, thanks for tuning in. With briefly talking about sensory deprivation and entering different states of mind in the cave episode last week, it inspired me to look into this more. This week we're looking at trance. Now the word trance comes from the Latin transire, meaning to cross or to pass over. It's being engrossed in something that you forget your surroundings, and this doesn't always have to have a mystical or a spiritual element. Reading a book can give a type of trance, as well as watching television. Trance is used by indigenous spiritual leaders around the globe for various reasons, ranging from healing the sick to guiding the dead. In the 16th century, it was believed that marching music could send soldiers into trance, and the Norse warriors, the berserkers, would enter a trance state prior to battle. Trance is also used to enter the spiritual world and to communicate with beings that we cannot see. Trance is an altered state of consciousness. We have our everyday consciousness, the one that we get to work on autopilot because we know the route. It helps us do our daily tasks with very little mental effort. No dreaming, meditation, dancing, the list goes on. These things can trigger different states of mind. However, not all states of mind can be classed as trance. And defining what trance actually is, is a very murky affair. And a number of professionals have waded in on the matter. Scholars, psychologists and anthropologists all hold different definitions and apply the term to vastly different groups of people. 
For example, the psychologist may suggest that a businessman who meditates to calm himself down before a high-pressured meeting may enter a trance, whereas the anthropologist might suggest that the indigenous spiritual leader may enter it to help the sick. It's these second groups of people, the indigenous leaders, who Connor Wood, a journalist around spirituality, has coined them as trans-specialists. Quote, Popular opinion about prostitution notwithstanding, trans specialists are really the first professionals. In modern society, we have a habit of dismissing that which doesn't occur in the physical, classifying it as unreal. Anything that passes over into the unseen is regarded with suspicion and mystery. Trance enables us to enter a non-ordinary reality. We all have this ability, it's just we lack the training in order to do so. Now, trans-specialists typically use three things to induce a trance-like state. Drumming, dancing, and drugs. The use of instruments to enter trance is practiced all over the world, from rattles to chants. Rhythm and rhythmic percussions will aid in their journey. Some will dance to the beat they make, acting out the movements of animals they wish to channel and communicate with. Some also take hallucinogenic drugs from plants that are available to them. These drugs they aren't taken casually. There's a lot of significance placed on these plants and a lot of preparation goes into taking them. These plants have been worked with and the techniques passed down for hundreds if not thousands of years. The spirits within the plants can be worked with and the trance specialists can take on their attributes and powers. When we enter trance, we go deep into the mind and bypass our egos. Now, side note, I personally don't have anything against the ego. I see a lot of people within spirituality trying to crush their ego and destroy it. And I've had a lot of people bragging to me about how well they're breaking their ego, ironically. I think we need our ego. It's our sense of self, and it builds our identity. The trick is having enough so that you don't allow people to walk all over you, and not having that much that you can't stay humble. But back to the idea of trance. Why do we want to bypass the ego in trance? Well, because the ego is great at guarding our mind and protecting us, it keeps us safe and in a safe space of mind, which sounds great, but it's too good at protecting us, and it actually hinders our development at times by keeping us locked in our beliefs and who we think we are and who we should be. By keeping us so safe, it keeps us the same. Bypassing the ego bypasses the rational mind and opens us up to alternative ways of thinking and experiences. On a psychological level, trance has the ability to heal old emotional wounds and to explore parts of ourselves that we may have been denying or repressing via the ego. On a spiritual level, it's a chance to communicate and interact with unseen worlds. Now, my aim here today is to provide things for you to do and practice to strengthen and hone this skill. And maybe you're not too fussed about the spiritual and the psychological benefits. But it can be used to get you into a state of flow called the zone, which all of us could definitely benefit from being in from time to time in order to get through what we need to do. But why would we want to go into trance, and what do you do once you're in a trance? Well, trance to me is the point in the mind where magic happens. Stuart Wavell, who studied native and indigenous tribes around the world, thought that trance, quote, is a state of liberation as it frees us from the prison of the senses. 
And trance is an underused tool within witchcraft and spirituality. And it really gets you into the right headspace to manipulate energy and to work within the spirit realm. Trance can be used before any ritual and any working really. Shadow work, invocations, astral projection, visualization, manifesting, divination, shamanic journeys, shadow work. It's completely down to the user how they want to utilize this headspace. It's something I've only recently been working with and I usually ask my grandparents to come through and to communicate with me. And this has got me wondering, is there a way for the average person to enter trance? And when I say average person, I'm talking about anyone that's not one of these trance specialists. I think if you're listening to a podcast on witchcraft, I'm going to bet that you're not an average person. (laughs) And it also got me wondering, is it possible to enter a trance without buying a drum, learning how to play it and taking hallucinogenic plants that we've got no experience with? Now, a little disclaimer before I jump into the techniques. Some of them may not be appropriate for those who suffer from severe mental illness, so it may be wise to consult with a medical practitioner before embarking on a trance journey. Trance can also be addictive. Leave gaps between trance sessions for a few days. Doing it daily can become dangerous. But what I would say is, practice it daily. And when you know that you can master it and you can get into a trance-like state, then is when you would want to start putting the gaps in place and having a healthy routine around it. Entering a trance state requires three things. Deep physical relaxation, a clear surface mind and a mental technique. These things can be aided with environmental factors as well, such as smell, music and others, which I'm going to speak about. Now, stress is a killer of trance, as well as not getting enough sleep. Try as best you can to start looking after yourself in terms of these things if you want to start looking into trance. Also, trance is unlikely to be achieved on the very first attempt. It requires practice and familiarity with the process. Recognising trance is key. Trance marks a threshold that we naturally cross, often without realising it and without thinking about it. Cultivating or holding space for this threshold is difficult to begin with, but once you recognise it, it's going to allow you to prolong your stay in that space. Let's look at the different types and levels of trance. We've got very light and light. Now these are quite common. These are being aware of your inner world and being lost in a dreamlike state. Medium is classed as being in a state of flow, called the zone. You've probably heard of this, it comes up often in relation to athletes and to get them into their peak performance. There's a deep trance where we often enter it just before we fall asleep, and it's that between state where we have wild dreams and thoughts but we're not quite asleep yet. And finally, there's a deep trance. Now this is classed as a complete loss of consciousness. As we go deeper into trance, ordinary patterns of thinking and consciousness drop away one by one. But it is possible to open your eyes during this trance and for the trance to not be affected. Now give yourself some time and set the scene. What incense are you going to burn? Will you listen to music? What's your intention? I would keep these things the same every time you delve into trance, if possible, so that your brain becomes accustomed to the routine. For example, 
when I listen to drumming music and smell sandalwood, my brain recognises that I'm preparing to go into trance. And with this idea of scent and creating an atmosphere, I've been working on a little project. Now, I've teamed up with Mandavi Patel and her company of Rashiveda, where she has had over 22 years of experience in aromatherapy and perfume design. Madhavi has had clients all over the world, from luxury bars, hotels, to spas, and she's designed signature scents that they can diffuse throughout their space. She's also been featured in Vogue and Marie Claire, to name a few. Now together, we have created an oil blend from the finest ingredients that will help you enter a trance. Expertly blended, the formula is a secret mixture of seven oils, which will take you into the realms of the higher mind. However, we are revealing three of the oils. Now, these are highly ethereal oils and have been heavily linked to spirituality, and they are frankincense, sandalwood, and palo santo. Now, I've spoken about palo santo in the past and how it's damaging to the environment to use it. I haven't sold my morals here. I really want to stress this. The company that we get the oils from is highly ethical and it's sustainable. They do not cut down trees to harvest the oil. They use the bark from the trees that have sat on the forest floor for a minimum of 15 years for the scent to develop. When creating this oil, I very firmly had it in mind that I didn't want to be adding to the environmental problem that we currently find ourselves in because what is the point of creating products to spiritually assist people if the same products are destroying their world? And I've also carried this ethos into my packaging for posting. It's eco-friendly and it's biodegradable. I do not want to be adding to the problem, I want to be part of the solution. Now not only have we created an oil from therapeutic and pure ingredients, but one that delivers. I've tested myself and it is powerful. Now whether you use it to enter a trance-like state or to simply take the edge off your day and to lull you into a peaceful place, this oil when diffused will achieve that. This is available right now to buy and you can find it on my website at themajorswell.com and it's £18 plus shipping for 10 millilitres and it's a perfect little treat for yourself or giving someone the gift of trance this Christmas. Now, another thing that you could do to get you into this space of trance is that you could also drink some tea. Now, frankincense, mugwort, blue lotus flower, all good things to drink before you start trance. But please, do your research before you decide to work with these plants. They may not be suitable for you, and they may be harmful in large doses like mugwort. Now, breathwork is a really simple and a really easy way to enter trance. I'm not going to talk about it here because last season I covered a whole episode on it and I gave a lot of tips and demonstrations on how to do it, so definitely check that out if you're interested. And I've also put a guided breathwork meditation that I've put onto my Patreon. The next thing that I want to talk about is mantras or prayers. Now personally, I think mantras are very powerful and they are a sacred word or a phrase that's chanted over and over. But I'm not too comfortable using mantras that come from India. Now I have no connection to India, it's not my heritage and I don't know the correct pronunciation or the meaning of the sacred words or why they're even sacred. So my suggestion, if you feel the same way, would be to work with a liminal deity 
or a deity who guards thresholds, like Hermes or Hecate, and build a relationship with them, meditate on them, and see if they can give you a sacred mantra or a prayer, perhaps, that you can chant to help enter a trance. The longer you use the same mantra, the more powerful and effective it will become in taking you into trance. And you could also incorporate a sigil here. If you create your own sigil and use it every time you enter a trance, it's going to strengthen that connection in your brain and make the whole process easier to get into. And it will obviously grow in power each time you use it. Hypnosis is another really easy way to enter trance. Now, stage hypnotists have given hypnosis a really bad name, and it's portrayed as a form of mind control. But hypnosis is safe, and it's very similar to meditation, but differs in the fact that when you reach a deep state, you can effectively reprogram your brain through repeating cues and suggestions. I've come across the 3 one technique, and I thought I would share it with you. This is from a famous hypnotherapist called Betty Erickson. So, you begin by noticing three things that you can see. A wall, a book, plants, etc. Whatever. Then you find three things that you can hear. Your breath, cars, the neighbours. Then you find three things that you can feel. Your clothes, the warmth of your body, and whatever you're sat on. Then you do the same thing, but you only list two things for each category. And they can be the same things or different ones. So two things for seeing, two things for hearing, two things for feeling. Then you do this again and this time only list one thing from each category. Then you close your eyes and find three things that you can see in your mind, three for what you can hear, three for what you can feel. Then you do this again listing two for each of them and then you would do it at a final time and list one thing for each category and then you would begin meditating after this. Another thing that you can do is while lying down on each inhale, focus on the back of your head and imagine that you're descending a ladder or going down in an elevator. This is very good for triggering trance. Try to generate the feeling of slightly falling as well when you're either using the lift or the ladder. And you can also look towards your third eye whilst meditating as well. And while you're doing this, you could also incorporate some sensory deprivation. Wear a blindfold to block out the light. Wear earplugs so you could only hear your heart. You could also experiment with a flotation tank, though this is expensive and it may not be accessible every time you wish to enter a trance. However, it might be useful to try it once so that you can get a feel for it. Also, allowing one sense to wander whilst holding on to the two others is another powerful method. Joseph Wilson, in his book Chaos Ritual, talks about being completely engaged with two senses and allowing one total freedom. I looked into this and the shamanic practitioner Stefan Neil Klemek drums and sings and allows his inner sight to completely run free. It's in this space that he enters other worlds and communes with spirits. He has no expectations and completely lets himself go. Alternatively, you could listen to binaural beats, particularly the theta range, around 4 to 7 hertz. This is perfect for inducing trance. The higher end of that range, so towards the 7 hertz, will help with focus, concentration and visualisation. The lower end will induce memory recall, lucid dreaming and even floating sensations and out-of-body experiences. 
It's the same when listening to a drum or a rattle that beats 200 times per minute. This gently lulls the brain into trance. Singing bowls can also stand in, but to be honest, any rhythmic noise can be listened to to induce trance. We're not exactly sure why this happens, but some theorise it relates to our time in the womb when we could hear our mother's rhythmic heartbeat. I mentioned that dancing can induce trance, but really any movement can induce it. A famous British witch called Cecil Williamson would use a rocking chair whilst holding a doll to banish evil by repeating the word away over and over whilst rocking. The circle dancing around a fire that's so common in films around witches is actually a really good way to induce trance as well. Walking a labyrinth will also do this, and the swirling Sufis enter a trance with the twirling they do. You could also stare at something, choose a point and focus on it. A lot of monks do this with mandalas, which is a geometric pattern of symbols. Once a spot has been chosen to focus on, stay on it. Don't move the eyes and delay blinking. Your eyes will water, but this is to be ignored. Certain postures can induce a trance-like state as well. Dr. Felicitas Goodman began researching ancient societies around the world, and she started to notice an interesting pattern. She saw similarities in their artwork, particularly from small statues and cave art, and she found that it often depicted people having certain postures with a very precise arm and hand position. Several postures were repeated around the globe. Now when she tested these postures on her students, they had deep visions and ecstatic experiences. Her students didn't know what the postures induced, but the experiences were very similar. She concluded that these postures are buried deep within us on a genetic level, and that's why the experiences were similar without prior knowledge of them. Dr. Goodman determined that there are around 60 postures to help induce trance. Quote from her book, Yearbook of Cross-Cultural Medicine and Psychotherapy. There were postures mediating divination, shape-shifting, or even healing. It became clear that the postures were rituals, each one containing its own implicit myth. The death posture is one of these postures. It's intense, and it strains the body to its limits. I've tried it myself, and yep, it's pretty intense. Therefore, it isn't suitable if you've got any serious health problems. You may feel hysterical after you do it, so it's not recommended if you're feeling emotionally unbalanced at the minute. Any visualizations or affirmations in this space are incredibly powerful. It takes practice, you're not gonna nail it in the first go. The technique is fairly simple, and I would set it up by beginning in a low-lit room, I would call into the circle the spirit of the posture, I would relax or meditate and just get into the posture by listening to a rhythmic instrument. Another posture, stand on your tiptoes. You can put your hands above you or behind you and clasp them together. And you can do this against a wall if your balance is off. You want to arch your back and extend your neck, kind of as if you were yawning and stretching. The tension will build and you should start to feel a tingling. Breaths become deeper and more drawn, and try and let go and really surrender to this posture. I was reading that smiling can help as well with it, just this idea of letting go and just accepting it. 
And then just before you're at your limit, hold on and visualize and focus on whatever goals or whatever you want to manifest and then you can collapse on the floor. And you might want to laugh or cry depending on what the exhaustion brought up for you. Express whatever it is and express it fully. Now what I would do if you're interested is pick a few techniques and build your own practice around this idea of entering trance and just see where it takes you, have a play. I wouldn't aim to do anything ritualistic while you're practicing and getting to grips with trying to get into trance. I would literally just play around with it and just see and feel what it's like to be within that headspace and then you can sort of hone and tailor it to your own needs. I've also created an in-depth guided meditation to lull you into a trance, which is available now on my Patreon, and I'm still doing a sale on my membership. It's £3 at the minute, the price of a coffee. You can get access to my badass meditations and unreleased episodes. And majors, that's it. That's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. My intent with this podcast is to provide guidance and inspiration for those on their spiritual path and to talk about interesting parts of history relating to spirituality. I also want to connect you with information that is both useful and reliable. Would you like to support me and encourage me in creating more episodes? With your support, I can give the podcast more time and create more quality content. You can support me through Patreon and gain access to exclusive content and be part of the Majors Well community, as well as being in the communal sugarpots fell. The link is in the episode description. You could also support me by following my Instagram at the Majors Well, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, and telling your friends about the show. Please get in touch with anything you wish to share at themajorswell at gmail.com, and you may just get featured. A big thank you to Coral St. Clair for the podcast artwork. Peace out, witches. two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.